Yep, here we go. Another episode, Clean Breaks with the homie Jay. Jay, what's, what's good, my guy? Not much enjoying this uh, Miami weather in Chicago. That's about oh, it. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I, 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 caught, I caught a bit of it before I came inside to uh, get ready to do this with you. Um, after we get done, I'm going to head on out, probably go somewhere no nearby, doubt. catch the basketball no doubt, no game doubt. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I might step out. I might step out and have one. <laughs> well, you know, the spot that I went to last time got pictures, so a picture should be good enough to, to smash. Yeah, no time. doubt. Yeah. All right. So everybody that's listening, this episode is called Jose after uh, Fat Joe's album, Jealous One, Still Envy. Um, salute to Fat Joe and that album. This episode was named, was named Jose because of a lot of things that we are seeing in the boxing community, uh, the the word Jose stands for jealous one, still envy. Uh, and on the top of that list, well, I, I don't want to say on the top, but I guess so, is Sean Porter. I personally didn't listen to the podcast until earlier today, or was that yesterday when I listened to it? Uh, and he said that fight was suspicious to him. Um, and his dad allegedly told him, if it looks like a duck, quack like a duck, then it's a duck. I had no awareness of this until you told me about it, Jay. Um, so when mm-hmm. I went and listened to it, it, it sounded suspect. The other part about that is why would Sean Porter say something like that? I don't understand why he would say something, so I'm not going to try to ras- rationalize that. But if we're going to say that Devin Haney's fight was suspicious then your fight against Kell Brook is suspicious and half of Bernard Hopkins career is suspicious after he throws his right hand and holds I saw nothing wrong with the uh with the Devin Haney fight and from the looks of it when Sean Zatel was on camera with them uh, for the podcast he didn't seem to have anything wrong with what was going on during the fight as well uh he said when he was there because he was there live at the fight he said it didn't seem like anything was wrong he said uh, Devin had the lead in the fight and he kept the lead. Uh, he won the majority of the rounds and he got rocked. When he got rocked, he started to hold. And by the end of the 11th or the 12th, early in the 12th round, he got he slowly started to get his uh, his activities back. And he was able to uh, jab and then do a little bit of holding. I saw nothing wrong with it, in my opinion, from watching the fight. All I, see, all I saw was Devin Haney dominate. It seems to me that some some people are so um, into what Devin Haney is doing that they're looking to take shots and they're looking at very small things to critique his work. I thought his work was a B overall. Um, if he would have got a knockout or he wouldn't have gotten rocked, you know, and and and, and he would have just won through all his 12 rounds or maybe just beat the hell out of Jorge Linares toward the end of that, that fight then yeah, I would have gave him an A, but it just seems like there are very small things that people are picking at because there isn't much to talk about when you talk about a Devin Haney fight. He's a pure boxer. He goes in and he boxed. Uh, Jorge Linares was tight, and by the time he loosened up, it was too late because he had taken body shots over and over again, and Devin's jab is probably, what, one of the three jabs in, in boxing that are just like the most consistent uh, I don't want to talk about him, but his name is Golovkin. He has a, a pretty decent jab. Errol Spence has one, and Devin Haney has the other. That there is, there is no order to that, because if there was, I would put Errol first. But um, 
I saw nothing wrong. I don't understand what Sean Porter was talking about, the suspicion or anything that he may be alluding to. Um, I, I don't get it. What say you? Um, I completely agree with everything you said. I think um, Sean is unfortunate because he's a veteran and I respect him as a fighter. As an analyst, he seems to let his bias affect him from calling balls and strikes, per se. Um, we've watched fighters throughout the years. If you get buzzed, you're taught to clinch your opponent, catch your breath, collect yourself. I can't tell you how many times we've seen young fighters or other fighters who get buzzed and they don't clinch. They don't do what they have to do to recover. To You can even call it survive if you want to. But at the end of the day, Devin Haney did what you're supposed to do when you get buzzed and you're unsure if it's your equilibrium is off or you're not really sure uh, about how you, if you recovered from that shot physically and or mentally, he did the right thing. Correct. Now, Jorge Linares is supposed to be a veteran, right? He's 35, three times world champ, three divisions, uh, world champion. Sean Porter was intellectually dishonest to the game because Jorge Linares is supposed to deny that clinch. He's supposed to try to push Devin off of him or get out of the clinch. He needs to make it so obvious that, hey, I'm being held here to stop the progress of the fight that the ref then says something. Jorge Linares accepted the clinch because he was tired as hell because he was getting beat 10, 10 rounds until the last 10 seconds of the 10th round. So um, Sean was wrong. And now what Sean is claiming suspicion is well, why didn't Jorge Linares deny the clinch? Why did he fight off the clinch? And if you're watching that fight, the guy's getting hit with clean shots repeatedly, throwing big shots and missing repeatedly. Now, Sean Porter's a professional boxer. I'm not a professional boxer. He, he's forgotten more about boxing in, in one round than I, I could ever uh, um, tend to know. But I do have common sense. And my common sense tells me that getting hit and not hitting someone swinging and missing draws a lot of energy out of you. And um, for Sean Porter to miss, I don't know, maybe about the 100 left hooks that Linares threw and missed that Devin was able to get out the way of because he could, he was pre predicting what Linares' counterpunch would be. I mean, it, it almost looked like that was on a repeat joystick, but the way Linares, he would, Dev would come up with a jab, boom, 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 step out, and then Linares would swing that left hook, and Dev would, all, would, would kind of pretty much see it coming. It was, all, it was so slow like it was the Matrix or something. So for Sean Porter to not take that into consideration, but then to jump without any evidence of proof and throw some sort of, you know, stuff out there like that. I just think it was extremely unprofessional on his part. And I think he did, um, I think he did damage to the game by doing that. And it either makes him look like, you know, he's biased or it makes him look like he's a hater or it makes him look like he doesn't know any better. Now, I know he knows better. I've seen Sean Porter hold. I've seen Sean Porter get held. Um, I've seen Sean Porter make people swing and miss. I've seen him swing and miss. I've seen Sean Porter tired in the 10th, 11th round. I eat a fight with Errol Spence. He, he was going like a dog, but he was tired. And then he got caught and he got dropped and he knocked out. He got knocked down. But at the end of the day, um, Sean Porter's a veteran. He knows better. So to me, 
I just feel like it's the usual stuff, man. It's it's the hating on Devin because he has skills at 22 that a lot of these veterans don't have after being in the game, you know, and they in their 30s or they may be former world champions or current world champions. What they see in Devin Haney is that he has something you can't teach. And generally when guys have something you can't teach, that's where the envy comes in. That's where the Jose comes in, right? And it's just like Floyd. People are jealous of Floyd because he has something you cannot teach. You can't teach those reflexes. You can try them, but there's just a natural ability some guys have, some don't. Like, that's why you got Jose on Deontay Wilder. People tripping on his boxing ability. But guess what? Is boxing. If he can, sl- if he can sleep somebody with one punch because he has God-given power, then that just is what it is. And you can't hate on that. You cannot like it. You can say, well, the Tyson Fury fight exposed that he needed to uh, um, figure out to be a better boxer. But let's, let's be honest. Luis Ortiz is every much a good of a boxer, in my opinion. Yes. And more and, and actually way more dangerous than Tyson Fury, even though he's older. Yes. I see a lot of holes in Tyson Fury's game. A lot. Yes. I see a lot less in Luis Ortiz, Luis Ortiz's game. But what you saw Deontay Wilder do was have the ability to set up the shot and deliver the shot. Correct. Obviously, it was easy to land that straight right hand on the southpaw because that's the killer punch for a southpaw is a straight right hand. And that's you know, that's Deontay Wilder super punch. All that being said, it is what it is. Is Luis Ortiz the better boxer than Deontay Wilder? I would say so. Yeah, skills wise, more experience, Cuban amateur pedigree. It goes on and on. Older, more experienced. But at the end of the day, Deontay Wilder is a bronze medal winner. And Deontay Wilder knocked him on his ass twice and he won both fights. And so no matter how you feel about it, both that's, fights. that's the result. Both fights. So find me somebody else that knocked Luis Ortiz out once, let alone twice. To good so luck. If, Tyson, if Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, all these other guys supposed to be so bad, how come none of them are calling up the 40-year-old or 50 years? They want to say 50-year-old Luis Ortiz and fighting him. Because none of them can do it. Because they're afraid they're going to get their ass knocked out because he can box. He can and, box. you know, anybody who don't want to who don't want to say that is like, again, you, you, you're a liar. So the problem with boxing is you don't have people who are honest brokers and they're, they're just not being real. Where in basketball, we just saw the Lakers get beat. It is what it is. Right. There's a winner. There's a loser. And Devin Booker, who had 47 points, clearly outplayed LeBron James. Came out early, and went right to work. You don't hear any basketball analysts trying to claim that LeBron James had a better game six than Devin Booker. You know why? Because it would be, they'd be a damn fool to do that. So why do you have so many people in boxing being a damn fool about other people's performances when you all know we know better? Sean Porter, question to you, sir. The Avni Ildirum fight with Canelo Alvarez, that wasn't suspect to you? A guy that was ranked number three became a mandatory. While De- David Benavides said at the top and their only reply to that was he had two chances to do that. He had two chances to be the WBC champion, but he's still the number one guy. So you guys stayed out of his way to grab a guy that hadn't fought in two years and his last couple of fights has been knocked out. And then he we gets in the ring. 
he gets in the ring against Canelo and does nothing. He stood in front of him. That's not suspect right. to you. That's not right. suspicious. Right. Well, well, hold on. We, we can't say anything because then you know what they're going to tell us. We don't know ish about boxing. Well, shit. I know, I know something about boxing, motherfucking. I know that that was some bullshit. Yeah. And the reason why they're not going to call it out is because is the politics. Yeah. You know, and so that's the problem with boxing. So that's why when boxers complain about Jake Paul or Logan Paul, they can all kiss my ass because what do you expect? The actual legitimate sport got a bunch of holes in it, got a bunch of people who ain't honest about it, a lot of people who ain't doing right by the sport. So if you got somebody on the outside like a Jacob Logan Paul, they see you ain't respecting the game. Notice, Jake and Logan Paul, uh, actually Logan Paul's a pretty good wrestler. He could have tried to say, he could have flipped the script and said, let me do MMA with boxing, with retired old boxers. No, what he's doing is they're pulling, he's doing Floyd, which is a little bit different now, so give him credit for that. But what they're doing is they're doing it the other way around. They're pulling older MMA guys and other athletes into boxing. I wonder why that is. Because they saw low-hanging fruit. Absolutely. So the only people to blame for the Jake and Logan Pauls, the reason why there's a market for that, the reason why the casual fans don't know any better is because the, the people at the top of the sport, like the Canelo Alvarez's, okay, the Tyson, the, man, the, 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 the cheaters like the Tyson Furies, you know, um, I won't even get on Bud. I'll just say Bob Arum because even though I think Bud can help make the fight, Bob Arum is still in control. Um, the the Golden Boys, the the uh, uh, um, you know, and these other promoters and stuff like that, they're making fights that don't intrigue the casual fan. So the casual fan is like, well, they're not putting nothing on the line. You know, it's not like the NBA said, okay, Phoenix. We know you're a pretty good team and the Lakers are kind of injured. So what we're going to do is we're going to pull, pull you out and we're going to go to grab the Minnesota Timberwolves and let the Lakers play them so they can win. That's not how it works. Oh. It's not how it works. And so that's why boxing, while it's a great sport, in terms of analyzing it realistically in the placement of other sports, it's at the bottom of the totem pole because it's not legit because the people in it aren't legit very true and that's very just true. real talk i mean and i don't have to be a boxer i don't have to do any of that i can just have common sense and use my own two eyes and see and separate the real from the fake to separate yeah. the truth from the lies so you know that's how i feel about it that's where it is but those guys are okay with it yeah, so I don't. I, really, I don't want to hear out of line. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not here to, to attack. I just want to. I want. I will. I would like more clarification because it seems that when, like you said, so this episode again is called Jose Jealous One Still Envy, and it seems like just the smallest things that Devin could do wrong. Everybody, instead of it being minimal, they maximize it and they and they making it make it this grandiose things and they embellish on it. There's, this, there's all this hyperbole around what he did wrong. He got, he got hit with two shots out of a combination. Everybody acts like there's no other boxer in the world that got fucking hit. Pernell Whitaker was an excellent boxer and defensive fighter. When he fought Roger Mayweather, he clipped Roger Mayweather good. He got him real good with a right hand, right hook, and then a solid overhand right. And Roger Mayweather responded a couple of rounds later by hitting him with a sharp right hand. 
all right? And they box the rest of the fight. Fighters are going to get clipped. They're going to get hit. Somebody's going to get knocked down or knocked out. It seems to me that, like you said, everyone is so ready to, to, to grab the smallest part of what he does wrong and make this big, this big to do about nothing. And, it, and it's crazy to me, like, what did the kid do so wrong to y'all? You know what I mean? Is it the fact that he's young, black and successful and he's doing everything early on that you guys wanted? The paydays, the money, the flash, the, the, the swagger, the moxie, having that it factor. Is it, is it bothering you all that much that he has that? You know, is he the Django in the group of guys around you all? And you guys see that and say, that's the nigga on that nag. Because it, it, it bothers me when I see stuff like that. I didn't see anything wrong with, with a guy getting buzzed and then holding. Lenaris knew he was hurt, but he didn't do anything. That's Lenaris's fault for not doing anything, for not pressuring uh, and, and pushing him back, for, taking it, for not taking advantage of Devin's legs being al dente as uh, uh, Teddy Atlas would say, his legs were al dente. He had noodle legs and, and, and he was hurt. And Lenaris did nothing about it. That's not Devin's fault. That's Lenaris. Lenaris's fault for not pressuring him. And like you said, Jay, he was hurt. He was hurt. But so was Lenaris. Lenaris had the, the fight beaten out of him and he wasn't doing much to show that he was yeah. in the fight. <clears throat> yeah. I think the other thing, Lenaris, as a veteran, was very cautious that, hmm, do I really even have him hurt? Or because he's young and he's in such phenomenal shape and he's hitting me so easily. Do I want to take that I, chance? Do I want to take that chance? What if I overexpose myself? Because I'm a guy who has six losses now, but, you know, five losses previous were all five knockouts. So he knows, okay, if I see his punches coming, I can someone handle it. If I over overexert myself if I do too much and overextend myself and I miss and he connects he might finish me and I don't want to go out like that Correct. so at the end of the day what Sean Porter needs to say is it's unfortunate that Jorge Linares wasn't willing to go out on his shield because at the end of the day that's what it boiled down to Jorge, Jorge Linares made a calculation and a decision it just wasn't worth the risk or he couldn't muster the energy or the strength to actually do it so that's, that's essentially what it is. And while Dev was wobbled and he was holding, he wasn't tripping all over himself, wobbling and holding. No. He was coming into a strong clinch. His legs got under him pretty quickly. I just think because he never got hit like that before, he was just still unsure. And that's fine. And so, and so when you're Lenaris and, yeah, he had the break to recover, he's coming in, yeah, you may think he's still discombobulated, but when he clinches you, it's not this weird clinch where he's he's off. He's clinching you strong. You're like, okay, I think this guy, he may have recovered. I don't think Devin knew he had recovered. I think it was a mental thing of, I can't believe I got hit with that shot and I was so defensively irresponsible. I literally think that was more so the issue for him than actual the shot. Because if you look at, if you look at him, to me, he's in great shape. He recovered from that. To me, probably midway through the 11th round, he looked to be fully physically recovered in my opinion. Well, I'm going to go back and watch it again because listening to that podcast, which I don't regularly do, um, only because of this situation, uh, from the sounds of it, they said that Devin's corner and everyone involved was panicking. You know, they said Devin was panicking and all that. Well, he that was the first time we ever seen Devin get hit like that. I don't remember there being any panic in that corner. But if there, no, was, there panic. if there was what you expect them to do, like that was the first time it had ever happened no. to Devin. 
but I didn't feel like from what I remember, I don't think there was much panic going on in that corner. I feel like they did a I, solid job of getting, yeah. getting, give it, getting him water, even though it took them, took them, took them a while to get the water to it him. It was, yeah, that, yeah. I, yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, they yeah, took. I was it, still it, talking about the water. Yeah, water, 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 and I, it did yeah, take I them mean, a while so, to get the water. Yeah, but Devin did come back. He was, he was alert. He was aware of everything that was going on uh, in the corner, and he was talking back to them and everything. I didn't see anything that was just yeah. like totally off off center during that during the break while he was in the corner yeah. and, and another thing sean porter when you fought adrian broner and he knocked you down was that fight suspicious too because he didn't come out and press you like i i want to know man because there's a lot of fighters that have been buzzed and the guy didn't necessarily go in for the kill you know when against a young guy like Devin haney you take a risk uh if he is clinching and i like the way he did clinch he clinched very well he wasn't wobbling and staggering all over the place. He did a yeah. good job of waiting till Linares came in and he would go under and he would grab him from the uh, waist and he would move up. I didn't see anything wrong with that. But when you're saying that, you know, it's, there's some suspicion with it, that means that a lot of fights are now suspicious. And we have to review a lot of these fights and look at them and go, well, well what, what happened during that fight? When Andre Ward clinched up with Kovalev, was that suspicious as well? We can sit here and do this all day, man. Yeah. We can I sit mean, here and do this yep. all day. That I think yeah, we, I, I, I think that's just it's just people are over-examining. They're putting Devin Haney under a microscope well, because he, got, yeah. he finally got hurt. Well, where, where was the suspicion when Luke Campbell put Ryan Garcia on his ass? Oh man. Where was the suspicion when the fight was over off? Yeah, that was a nice left hook, but I'm sorry. Luke Campbell stayed down. He took the dive, in my opinion. Oops. So what what where, where was the suspicion there? See, nothing about the 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 the, the, the non-black fighter, you know, fighters, where's the suspicion there? There's like a Teofimo Lopez. Where was the suspicion that Loma started so late? So late. Why didn't Lo why didn't Loma start earlier? Where was the suspicion? You see, because you you'll go out of your way to give these non-black fighters all the benefits. But then when you look at a guy who's pitching a shutout and is 22 years old out boxing and out classing, see. The problem we have in boxing is, and it's a cultural thing, and I'm, I'm going to go there. You have one ethnic group that thinks boxing is rock'em, sock'em, robot, and that's not what boxing is. Boxing is the art of hit and not getting hit. And unfortunately, the guy, unfortunately for other groups, the group that tends to be able to do that at a high level are black fighters. Not all of them, but the elite ones. So, oh, that's, they're boring. Uh, why? Because they don't stand there and get hit? Okay, so walk on the street, get into a fight. That fight is boring because you didn't stand there and get hit. It's just dumb. And so that's not boxing. That's fighting. That's fighting. You know, if you, they don't even do that in MMA, right? Nobody stands there to get hit. They're not trying to get hit. They're trying Correct. to avoid getting hit. That's kind of common sense. Getting so hit is defensively have, negligent. Exactly. So, and I wouldn't recommend it for your health either. So I don't see where the hate comes in. And this is where I'm going to get to the Garcias. Some more, and I'm not, I don't mean this as a, as a slur, but again, jealous ones still envy. They're ranking, you know, they're making a whole lot about this whole thing with, uh, with Devin Haney. And oh, let's believe, because oh, maybe because he's black. So your guy gets his ass beat by Taylor. And I like Jose Ramirez, but he gets beat. And oh, he fought a fight, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Mikey gets outboxed 
and outclassed by Errol Spence. Oh yeah, it wasn't, it was the size, but it wasn't the size. All these excuses, you got outboxed. Luckily for you that you got outboxed. Luckily for you. You got outboxed, yeah, you got outboxed by a guy who could have really just said, I'm gonna come in here and bully you and play bully ball and be nasty with you. But because- Could have gave you the Kale Brook treatment. Because you were trying to play that, that, that race game of, oh, here comes a big, bad black guy. He, he can't do nothing but bully. He don't have skill. It's just that he's bigger. And then he switched it up on you, and he outclassed you in every round. And um, at the end of the day, you know, oh, I'm, we're warriors. We, do, we lay it all on the line. Mikey Garcia should have held and lay it all on the line. Mikey Garcia covered up to survive and stayed on the damn outside. Facts. Now, last time I checked, if you are the guy with the short arms, you're the smaller guy. You got to step in. And you don't come inside. That means you don't want the fight. Now, let's look at the difference between Mikey Garcia and Manny Pacquiao. They're roughly the same size, roughly have the same physical traits. Watch Manny Pacquiao try to come on the inside. That's a warrior. Facts. So that, you know, this is not, again, attacking any group, but you guys use race as a means to try to play these these shenanigans, these games, and and you're intellectually dishonest. And you got people like me who don't box picking you apart and you sit in the gym all day long and you've been doing this for 30 years and you look like a damn fool. And they are some damn fools. All their boxes reach a certain level. They fight an elite black fighter. They get their ass whooped and they complain. And then say, yeah. And then think that we're all the same at the top elite level and we're not. Yeah. And we're we're not. not. And so what they see in Devin Haney is again, what they hate again, is just like Mayweather. Oh man, here goes another. Here goes another one of them. Now, I'm not saying he is Mayweather. He's not. But they see some characteristics and traits that's naturally there that no matter who he fights and where he goes, he's going to carry that in the ring with him. The other stuff you can build up. The other stuff you can work on. Some of the stuff he has, you just can't teach. Yes. You know? And so at the end of the day, that's where the jealousy comes in. That's where the envy comes in. But again, they look so intellectually dishonest, they're cheating the game, but you want to sit up here and you want to whine about a Jake and Logan Paul. I'm going to tell you this much. Jake and Logan Paul are way more honest about the game than you guys are. I got, I'm telling you this right now. I have more respect about being honest about boxing from Jake and Logan Paul than 90% of the media, the trainers, and a lot of the fighters in boxing because they're dishonest yeah i was told earlier uh, i was told earlier that haters stands for having anger towards everyone reaching success and that's you guys that's all of you guys with all this bullshit like like jay said 90 percent of you all with this bullshit and this attempt to distract and deflect from the actual facts that well maybe i can't i'm not such a good boxer and i'm only good at fighting or I thought I was such a great boxer when really I'm just a good boxer. I'm probably a B, but the other guys really are A or A plus plus, you know, and, and you guys have to get past this thing. Like you can, again, you can fool the, the casual motherfucker who don't understand this shit before a guy that been in the ring and understands this shit. And for guys that sit around and analyze and watch all day and look at film and tape all day, it's just, come on, man. It's, it's intellectually dishonest. We know what we are looking at. I know what I'm looking at. I know Floyd Mayweather, uh, when he became Money Mayweather, I know what that is versus Pretty Boy Floyd. I know what that is. I know when they told him to not uh, to fight Arturo Gotti just because they thought he would get knocked out. And Floyd said, I'll yeah. take that fight. 
and he destroyed Gotti. And destroyed Gotti. Destroyed Gotti. Destroyed, destroyed him. him. Just destroyed picked him, him. Um, apart just every yeah. every round. It was like Diego Corrales 2.0. Just dismantling. Just crazy. A guy. And, when, and if to any fan that's actually listening and you want to know about boxing, like please tune into us more often. Go to that fight, the Floyd Mayweather fight versus Arturo Gotti. Salute to uh, Arturo Gotti, rest in peace. Roy Jones said before the fight started, during the uh, while he was being the analyst, he said, "This is a fight that I think Arturo Gotti should not have taken." Yes. He said Floyd is too fast and he's too smart, and he will do everything on a level that Arturo Gotti can't do. And when that yeah. fight started and, and Floyd got used to how slow he was, he picked him apart. And Roy said, this mm -hmm. is why I said this, because he is right. not ready for that type of fight. He's, he said right. Arturo is good at what he does, but Floyd is an elite fighter. He's an elite boxer. You know what we should do, bro? We should set up like a futures market, right, for, for haters, for, for Jose's. Because, and I hope, I hope they, they hear this. There's so much, there's, the hate is so real and so clearly obvious and visible that yeah. we can tell you right now who the next incidental list is going to be. We knew it was, you know, Jamel, Jamal, Jamel Charlo, Jamal Charlo, you know, even though he's a uh, 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 Latino, uh, David Benavidez, you know, um, because he's getting in the way of, the, of their guy, um, their main guy. So the, the, the coincidental list is we know Devin Haney's obviously on it. Um, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, throw you another name out there who they're gonna do just like Devin Haney. The difference is he actually does have power, but they're they trying to play the game with him too. They're Dang. trying to keep the spot. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna get the tank in a minute. Boots in this, right? Yeah. So Boots, yeah. you know, you got again. Here go to Garcia's. Oh, Virgil Ortiz. Boots in this will absolutely destroy Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz is getting washed. And, and, and I like Virgil Ortiz. I think he's a phenomenal young fighter. But again, they see boots. And again, they see, oh, here go another Roy Jones, a super athletic, you know, Bud Crawford, uh, 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 Roy Jones, Mayweather type of fighter who's got these instincts. The difference is this guy is still fundamentally sound. He's athletic. He's a switch hitter. And he's got this power. Right. So he, he he actually does the stuff that Tank does, in a sense, because he, he he knocks guys out. He puts guys down, obviously, at a higher weight class. And uh, his measurables are ridiculous, too. And so now they're trying to he's the next guy and watch them all try to work around him. Oh, yeah. You know that they're all going to try you know to work that. around him. Hope he outgrows the weight class, which I love what he said. I ain't going nowhere. No. He, so they he, trap. Yeah. You know, they trap. He's going to be he, there he, in a year. What they're saying, what they're doing to Devin Haney now, even though he's younger, they're going to be doing the boot centers. Just yeah. watch it. Um, uh, uh, they, here's the thing with Tank. With Tank, they love it because of the power, right? They, yeah. It's like they're, they're trying to get Tank to assimilate. Oh, Tank, you're one of us. You fight like one of us. No, he doesn't. He don't fight shit like y'all. No. And the difference is, is that they play the game because they know Tank is a big paycheck, so they kiss his butt because he tied to Mayweather. And yeah, he's excited. He's one of the most exciting fighters. A top fighter, pound for pound, in my opinion. He's on my list. And But they feel like, mm, that's a guy we could probably eventually catch because of the measurables. Right now, he can box. But we feel eventually, maybe we may have a guy with the right matchup. We might be able to get him. 
the go guys they are right go get them and they still don't get them but they think so but the guys they talk the most shit about are the guys they fear the most yeah see with tank tank is there to be hit he just takes it and then he gives it back harder Devin haney ain't there to be hit no. so oh did they vaginas get all wet when they saw Lenars land a punch on poor Devin Haney? They just got so excited. The clouds opened up. The sun came. The heavens. Jesus came down. And uh, yeah. man came from heaven. Man. They were so excited. <laughs> so this is what they're all waiting for. What? And here's what I want to tell Robert Garcia and his camp. You know, you guys know boxing, but what you don't know about life and common sense is, you know, something about our culture because we are even more so survivors, is that we learn and we are conditioned that when things happen to us, we know how to move out the way and make things happen. It's the, it's the story of our people in this country. So I think you make a grave mistake by discounting a Devin Haney or looking at people and praying for their downfall that the same thing is going to keep happening. Our people ain't wired that way. No. You should know better because you're a boxing guy and you can clearly see the talent and you should be better than that, Robert Garcia, because I know you're better than that. Shame and I'm disappointed. You. I'm disappointed because I actually like Robert Garcia. I do, too. I do, too. But 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 he doesn't keep it 100 when it comes to black fighters. Now, I don't you, look. You can root for all the Latino fighters. I will never hate on you, even though most of you guys are still American. Right. But I, I will never hate on you for being behind your people. I'll never hate on you for that. But where you lose my respect is when you are when you lose the ability to be objective or you want to be intellectually dishonest and you're a professional because you are a professional. You just got to be better than that, man. You got to be better. A, a hell of a lot better. Um, and like I said, it's, it's disappointing and shameful that a guy that grew up doing this can't just come to the realization like, hey, you know what? We had a bad night. That guy was just supremely better. Or it just all of it just bothers me, man. It's just a shame that there's this continuous pattern where they do this and they try to hide yeah. behind this this stupid logic. Like we can't, like we can't hear it. Like do yeah. y'all understand what y'all talking to? Like one of the yeah, most yeah. resilient group of people on earth. You think we don't understand that when we get in the ring, we're fighting because we're resilient. We yeah, we they, have they, overcome they, the the craziest of odds. So when we're in the ring, you that's the easiest shit in the world. Thinking in the ring is 80 to 90% of that shit. The talent is just something that you just got. Yeah. It's, it's a shame. And the thing is, is that it belies common sense. So you look at it, okay, blah, 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 our fighters. Mikey got Maliwa by Earl. Okay, Jose Ramirez lost to Josh Taylor. I, don't know, I mean, he got more fighters who, who just didn't pan out or lost the big fights or lost at the elite level. Mm-hmm. These are just the facts. It's not hating on them. It's great to even be at that level. It's, it's, it shows a testament to their ability to develop boxers. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is you still lost. So now how are you going to hate on a guy like Devin Haney who won his fight? So let's look at it. He beats a guy who has, out of all these guys, more so than Luke Campbell, uh, more so than Lomachenko, the most experienced out of all these guys, Devin Haney's the youngest one at 22. And he doesn't just land a big punch and he sleeps Lenares. He outboxes him and outclasses him. That is impressive. And see, that's what they're not being honest and got bu- about. And got buzzed. 
got right. wobbled. He didn't right. get knocked right. out. Now, he didn't Ryan get knocked Garcia, down. Right. Ryan Garcia, who is a YouTube phenom, and I think he has some great raw ability. Yes. But when it comes to boxing, I clearly see major holes in this game so much that Luke Campbell put him on his ass. What do they have to say about that? So Devin Haney, let's look at this. Yeah, Ryan gets knocked on his ass. Oh, yeah, he gets back up. Oh, he gets back up. He, he, he was brave. He was brave. Right. So, and against Luke Campbell. Now against Lenaris, a guy who has twice the, twice the, uh, uh, the experience that Luke Campbell has, who beat Luke Campbell and dropped Luke Campbell. He only dropped Devin Haney. He gets outboxed 85% of the fight. And then he, he does rock Devin Haney, but Devin Haney doesn't even get dropped. He manages to hang on and he perseveres and he shows the same amount of resiliency and bravery to go through that moment. And he passes it with flying colors and he wins a unanimous decision. Some of those so, scorecards I didn't agree with, by the way. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It, yeah, the fight wasn't as plain. They know it. And so now we look at it. We say, well, what was the better win? Well, Ryan Garcia beat the guy who lost to the guy that Devin Haney just outclassed and beat. So to me, how are you going to have Ryan Garcia over Devin Haney? What the hell has Ryan Garcia ever done? He's never done anything. So, uh, again, but because he's Latino, it's, oh, we make all these exceptions. You know, we make all these exceptions. Now let's look at Tia Female. Tia Female, yeah, he beats Lomachenko. And they, they, you know, they have the Lomachenko hype train for all these years. None of them talk about, well, how come Loma, Loma didn't fight? Why did Loma give up the belt and didn't fight Haney? None of them talk about that. Now, Teofimo beats Loma. Does he knock Loma down once? Does he rock Loma? No. Does Loma get in his ass and look at his face? Yeah. But they want to give Teofimo all the credit in the world. Guess what yeah. Linares did? Linares actually dropped, dropped uh, uh, Lomachenko. Yes. Teofimo didn't. Devin Haney beat the guy cleanly in a blowout that, that knocked Luke Campbell, the guy who, who, who knocked down Ryan Garcia, and the guy who basically beat up Tiafimo, and he got a late start, and he didn't get rocked or get dropped in Lomachenko, who they overhyped. So if we just look at it from a logical standpoint, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't. And so what they should be saying, even if you want to be bias you should say look man all these guys look like good fighters they all have things they need to work on until they fight each other we just won't know and that, that if you a real honest boxing person that's probably the most and, and then say i favor this person over yeah the, the rest just, of the crowd everybody is gonna have preference yeah you know I, I i favor Devin haney over ryan garcia because he's the most defensively irresponsible boxer that's in that weight class I favor Devin Haney over Tiafimo because Tiafimo is all about throwing one punch. And if you try to try to hit Devin Haney with one punch, Lenars didn't hit him with one punch. Lenars threw five. Yeah, yeah, you had to throw five punches or more. So uh, I want to see Tiafimo let five punches out and see what happens to see if he can crack. Another guy, another guy who fits this category is a uh, trainer Abel Sanchez when he was going around saying uh, that black fighters were uh, boring, and yeah. that's that's cold for I don't want my guy to fight this guy. Because yeah. he's going to outbox my fighter. That's all that yeah. means. For yeah. those who don't understand that, that's all yeah. that means. Or he won't stand there and get hit. A la what Oscar was basically trying to expose Canelo for. People can jump on Oscar and he, Lord knows, he deserves a lot of the blame. 
But how do you fight James Kirkland over Jamel Charlo? It's an easier fight. I got a guy that's going to come forward and going to be right in front of me. Another guy defensively irresponsible. Another guy that's there to be hit. And was it with his actual trainer? Yeah. Easy pickings. Yeah, yeah. And so you pick Kirkland over Jamel Charlo. Two. Now, how had he done the Kirkland fought fight and came back and then fought Charlo? I'd have been okay with that. Yeah, well, he, the thing is, he don't fight the top guys. No, no. At the weight class that he's at, he he Canelo never has. He's he's not in any weight class he's ever been in. You know, oh, he fought Floyd. That was a catch weight. You know, and if um, I remember correctly. Floyd originally didn't want that fight because he said the kid was too green, he was too young, and he's not ready. And people say, no, oh, you're yeah. scared, you're a coward, and this, that, and the third. And he said, you well, know what, fine, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Well, Oscar, I think, did that by design. I think Oscar knew. I think Oscar animus towards Canelo is real because I think Oscar's like, I'm better than Canelo. And I think Oscar's like, well, he thinks he's hot stuff that he could take on Floyd. I'm going to let him go ahead and get some medicine and get a lesson. And he got that lesson. And so um, I, you see what Floyd said, you know, because Canelo talking about, oh, if I fought him, I want to fight him out and knock him out. So they asked Floyd in the pre, in a pre a press conference um, uh, out in the street in the scrum in Miami before the fight. They said, well, you know, Canelo said this. He said, what do you think about Canelo? He said, oh, that's easy work. They're like, oh, Pacquiao. He said, hey, you, you Pacquiao's know, super talented. But easy work. Easy work. The thing that bothers, what well, doesn't bother me, the thing I don't get is them saying Canelo in his prime versus Mayweather in their prime. First of all, we're talking about two guys in different weight classes. So we're yeah. talking about at some point they still would have had to meet in between at a catch weight or something to, to even yeah. make that fight happen. And who do you still pick? Would you still pick Canelo with a, a Floyd in his prime? Like, I don't. No, I can't they, say that I would. They don't even know when Floyd's prime was. They think Floyd's prime was when he was 37. Correct. They don't understand Floyd's prime wasn't money with Mayweather. Floyd's prime was pretty boy Mayweather at 135 pounds. Actual facts. That, that, that was his, that was, you want to go see Floyd's prime? Go watch Diego Chico Corrales fight. Go yeah. watch Go watch the Gaddy fight, Gaddy yeah, Mayweather yeah, fight. Yeah. But, but I, I really want to say Diego Chico Corrales because Diego Chico Corrales was sleeping everybody. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 no, you, you want to talk about boogeyman? He could literally reach out. Yeah, he could literally reach out and division. touch you. Yeah, he could literally reach out, just I mean, touch you, and, and people will go out. He, and, and, oh, he's a runner. Oh, he's a runner. Again, watch the Diego Chico Corrales fight. Watch it. Again, like Floyd said, they think he's scared of look about. He said, look, I done been fighting guys who were taller, bigger reach, bigger guys, heavier. It's not about that. And I think, again, like I said, these guys have a certain amount of jealousy and envy in them to where they just hate the fact that a guy has skills like that. And, you know, they, they could just never be that. And they don't, they've never even had a guy throughout their entire history who's been like that. I'm just being 100. They've had some great fighters but they've never had anybody ever who's been that elite. Now they've had great punchers. They've had guys who can box. The closest thing to it would be Sal, Sal Sanchez. Sal Sanchez, true. Sal was, was there and don't let me get on the, you know, when it comes to that, there was some indigenous up in that joint. But at the end of the day, the, the, um, 
what, what I'm where I'm where I'm gonna go with that is true, but it still wasn't at the level of the elites on this side of the street. Well, we what we we don't know because he never did. Uh, it, it, it never happened, but just yeah. on my eyeball test, um, he had it. I just think there are others that had more of it. Um, we just didn't see it. That's all I'm saying. I like I like Sal Sanchez. I think that at that point in time, he probably would have given some guys. I had to go back and research who was around at that time, but he was he was he was nice with his hands. Um, the closest thing we could have we saw was when he fought Azuma Nelson, but yeah, that, that also can be kind of wiped away because Azuma Nelson was very early on in his career. And yeah, of course. even after the fight, Salvador Sanchez, they said, uh, Azuma Nelson talked about it. He said, I wanted to be great. So I chose to fight the number one guy. He said, and right. I did. And I went, was it 14, 15 rounds before I got knocked mm-hmm. out? Salvador right. Sanchez told him, told him uh, from what I uh, uh, heard in the conversation, he told him that you could have gotten killed in that fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Had a, he's like you're a very brave person and you're a very good boxer, but you know you could have gotten killed, you know. But yeah, Azuma Nelson was also a very great boxer and he was no slouch yeah. either. So, no, nah, he wasn't. Uh, oh, you but know. back to this Floyd situation, like you said, going back to that, if you watch the Chico uh, Chico Corrales fight uh, against Mayweather, you will see there's not a lot of uh, running like you guys think there is. Floyd box and then he would check hook him uh, in between. In between punches if you watch the gaddy war fight he stood in front of gaddy and he unloaded barrages of punches a fusillade of punches at gaddy and gaddy couldn't take it so yeah. there what people will think they know about mayweather and his prime you really can't say what it is because i think it was up until the i mean i mean you, you could even say the canelo fight but i think like to me, the last bit of him being like the top guy for me was when he fought, uh, I guess, Cotto, but that was at 154. And I think that was, he was, that, that was yeah, too that, big for him too. Yeah, that, that was at 154. Um, and again, you're talking about a guy who his natural weight class was 135. Yeah, 135, 140, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, so, um, and they all know it. It's just yeah. the dishonesty is, is it, it reeks and uh, it's bad for the sport, man. Bang, bang. So next on this list, Jose, jealous one still envy would be uh, Jermail Charlo saying that uh, race does not matter. <laughs> we always, always got to be one of us, man. Going yeah. off the reservation, <laughs> trying, trying to. Always trying to swim against the current, trying to show the back muscles glistening off the sun. Like, look at me. Look at and my just body. Look, just looking done as hell and doing too much. And I love Mel, man. I can't believe that nonsense came out of his mouth. Jermaine Charlo, you are a dog in the ring, man. But I'm and not watching your looked, fight. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not paying for it now. Yeah. It just, it's, it's a bad look, man, because it looks like Haterade, and then how you gonna come on another guy's thing, right? How you gonna come on somebody else's shit, and then you know, and you gonna say something like that? Now, if anything, Sean Porter, you should say that that's suspicious. That he would go out his way to jump on that man live feed just to say that. 
Right. And so, and then it's also just, again, if I'm going to call the Garcia's out and everybody else out, I'm going to call Jamel Charlo out. It's intellectually dishonest. Jamel Charlo just recently responded to what Oscar said. Yeah, you know, him and his brother, him and Ma, they love to attack Oscar and yell at Oscar. But they agree with what he's saying. They know Canelo ducked him. Um, they knew they had opportunity and they didn't get the opportunity. So let's ask ourselves why. And well, James Kirkland got the opportunity. He's black. Yeah, but James Kirkland wasn't an elite fighter. We're not talking about any fighter. We're talking about comp- competitive fighters. We're not talking about any black fighter. Right. See, they'll just like the end. Notice Canelo said, oh, I don't want to fight Mexicans either. Now, he's clearly fought several Mexicans. Alfredo A Perez bunch Pino. of Mexicans. That's how you started your fucking oh, career, that's man. That's how he started his career, right? But now that there's one clearly in front of him, who's not even 100% Mexican, I think uh, David Benavidez is, um, I think he's got Mexican, I think he also has Guatemala or something else, or Central America El, or something. I don't, I could get, oh, have it wrong. It's I'm like not sure. El Salvadorian or El Salvadorian, or something. Something along those lines. I just know he's not 100% Mexican, you know, but he's Latino. Uh, big ups to him. And um, I just think, you know, now all of a sudden you don't want to fight a Latino fighter because you're 168 and the, 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 you know, the gorilla in the room is literally one David Benavidez. And we David all Benavidez. know it. Right. And so now all of a sudden that comes out of your mouth. How convenient that you don't want to fight a Mexican fighter when the clear, obvious next fight for you to take in 168 would be David Benavidez. The top so dog. Again, and, and again, he'll, he'll fight Mexican fighters. I mean, oh, he yeah. fought... Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Why? But he's watched. So that's why he fought him. So, you know, he'll fight those guys. Again, it's the racism comes out at, at the at, at its levels to the game. Yes, sir. And so again, notice they're hating on Mayweather. They're not hating on, I don't know, give me an average level black fighter. They are not hating on Regis Progray. They are not, they're not hating on, yeah. They are not yeah, hating yeah. on uh, Sean Porter. They yeah. are not hating on Ronald Ellis. They are right. not hating on uh, who else would be another guy? Branding Bryant Jennings, if I said it yeah. right. Yeah, they're not yeah, hating they're not on hating him. On they're not hating on those guys. They're hating no. on the elite fighters in boxing, the guys that they know will give them the utmost problem. Uh, and riddle right. to solve. Those are the guys that they that, that they take their time out to hate on. Right. Uh, even though Bud Crawford is at the top and he's an elite fighter, they're not saying anything about him just because of the fact that he's not in the spotlight. But everybody yeah. knows. And I remember Mikey Garcia when he walked up to you and he told you, if you say my name again and say that you want to fight, I am going to knock your ass out. I remember that that conversation that was being had. I remember that, yeah. but no one speaks on Bud because he has a whole situation and he's he seems to like and enjoy the plantation and he seems to suffer from Stockholm syndrome. So he's over there doing what he's doing. But we know who they are hating on. We know where the Jose's are. We know where where it's coming to, where it's coming from, and who it's directed to. It's clear to see. Yeah. So Jamel or Jamal, you guys know why you didn't get that fight. Oscar knows why you guys didn't get that fight. He yeah. did that for for a reason. And when you say that yeah. race doesn't matter, it does. It does, because there was a whole agenda for Canelo. Right. 
So let's look at it. They'll say, well, hold on. Here's the other argument they'll make. And I love this. One. This is kind of like the black conservative approach. Yeah, but it's really because we're just elite and we just happen to be black. Well, hold on. Triple G was a top fighter, right? Triple G was one of the most dangerous fighters. Triple G ain't black. Canelo fought him. He fought him twice. Oh, and the first fight was a draw. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, so let's look at the difference between you and Triple G. Triple G was perceived as elite. Actually, for what it's worth, he was perceived as more elite than the Charlos at the time. Facts plus real. tax. Facts plus tax. So now, not that I agree with it, but that was the perception. And Canelo took the fight twice, but you can't even get one fight. So oh. what separates you from Triple G? Is it the money? <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't see the difference between what you are and what Triple G is, then you got a serious problem. And so that's where Mel is just not being honest with himself. And I don't know if he's trying to cater to a certain audience to, you know, get another opportunity, which he doesn't need. You already got the unification fight with Brian Castaño. You know, just to do that, man, it's a bad look. And you're going into this unification fight. Now you're going in there with a bunch of bad energy, man. And the, and, and the streets, man, the streets ain't feeling you, bro. And it's just a bad look, man. You need to come on home and apologize and be a real one and just say, man, you know, I was out of pocket for that. I spoke out of turn and maybe I was in my feelings about X or I was in my feelings about Y or whatever it is. But if you're going to let that just sit there, it's going to marinate against your ass. Yeah, it is. A lot of, yeah. It is it's bad. It is because um, when I saw that comment, I think I, I screenshotted it to you like, yo, did I just see that? And yeah. I scrolled back up and I screenshot. I was like, yo, did you see this right here? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird and and out of place right now, especially on the champs page while he's doing a live feed and he's trying to explain to Ray Flores and the rest of the people that are listening around the world how he feels about the situation that he's in. Uh, he's trying to speak out a, against the politics and boxing saying that I think that there was some cheating going on. I think that uh, things are different when you have the complexion for protection. He was trying to speak out and get his opinion or his facts across and state the, the real of boxing, because we know that ESPN and top rank, these are things that they're not going to promote. We know that Fox isn't going to promote this stuff. We know that it's not, uh, it's not, it's a this one of, definitely ain't doing it. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things that they, they want to stay. They really want to stay away from this topic. But he was really trying to speak on it and, and, and be proud about who he was. And then when you see Jamel Charlo and, and I, man, I, I really like the guy as a boxer. He's fiery. He's young. You know, he's gifted. You know, he's a he's a beautiful looking black man. And, and he has everything like he, he just has it. But when you come into another man's comments on his live feed and you do that, I look at you a lot differently. What agenda do you have when you come into another guy's feed to say things like that? There is no such thing as race in boxing or race doesn't matter. It does matter. It's always matter, pimp. Ask your grandmother. Ask her about where she comes from and what she had to deal with. It all it has always mattered. Always mattered. I remember, do I remember going to tournaments and you could whoop man, not just me, Roy Jones could tell you. Floyd could tell you, race matters, man. Well, I mean, for him to be a boxer and not know the history of Jack Johnson, 
not know the history of Sam Langford, not, I mean, just the history of all those who came before him and that toiled and dealt with this type of stuff and the things, how they were being held back for him to say something so ridiculously ignorant, just, and again, this is what they like. They like to keep us um, devoid of facts. They like to separate us from the truth and our history. And the thing is, the information is there. Yeah, it's easy to be had. Yeah. And so for him to say something so silly like that, yeah, just um, just careless, just careless. It's, 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 it's just um, it's it's very disappointing. Um, because I think he's gonna lose a lot of support. I mean, I know some brothers who root for Castaño. Yeah, and I, he's heard, about, I heard a well, few guys talk about they, yeah, they hope he gets he's knocked out. He's talking about it's uh, you know you got guys. Um, and that might motivate him and he feels like it's me against the world. Now I get all that. That's the energy lines only. I get all that. But at the end of the day, man, right now you a black fighter. But at some point, you know, and I think Fred from Barbershop Conversation said this, at some point you just going to be a black man. And that supersedes all things. And I just think the way he handled that was really bad. And then for your stable mate to come on in EJ and basically just – you know, a guy you spend a lot of time with in the gym who you, I think you would respect him. He definitely respects you. For him to come on and be like, really? Like, race matters with everything. You know, Absolutely. what do you think? What do you think you see when these motherfuckers be carrying their flags in? Now, yeah, that's nationalism, but that national flag is generally wrapped around race. You know, the US is a different story because the United States is a country that was built off a race system, but it's it's a it's a rainbow of different races and ethnicities and backgrounds and religions that make up this country. The U.S. is based off an ideal. Where these other countries is based off an ethnic, you know, identity. Pride. So that that flag is all about that. If you don't think it's about race, look 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 when Canelo fought Billy Joe Sanders and look at his walk in. So for Jamel Charlo to say it's not about race. Canelo's ducking you because it's about race. Because he wants to make sure the Mexican fight fans leave happy knowing they can go to bed at night and tuck themselves in that Canelo is the winner. They don't ever want to be in a position to where they got to go to bed at night to where Canelo lost. And think about Floyd him- all over again. Yeah. yeah. And so for, for him to say something like that, man, he, he, he should know about it. And no amount of pandering or cooning is going to get you any fight because they see you as a threat and they're always going to see you as a threat, bro. And so you just, you ain't got to hate on Deontay Wilder for that. If anything, even if you want to boil down to, well, I don't think Deontay either has skills or shows skills, the brother still got something you ain't got. He got a bronze medal. The brother still did something you ain't got. He's been the heavyweight champion of the world. With multiple defenses, uh, he's got one of the highest knockout. I think he is not the highest knockout percentage. So no matter what you think about him, if you don't respect anything else, respect him as a black man and respect his right hand in the ring because he's made a lot of other people respect him. Facts. Facts. And so I just think that and he male, stands in, and he stands in a gap for us too. And he stands in the gap. And no matter how you may think that, you know, well, he's not the most articulate or he's not this. At the end of the day, the brother has a beautiful spirit and he means well and he does well. And so for me, he's a genuine dude and he loves genuine dude. 
Famille to see a guy who carries the banner at the heavyweight division. And no matter what the guys do at the lower class, it's always going to be heavyweight. For uh, to have a black man from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to be the standard bear at the heavyweight division, bro, you should always rock with your people when he it's not like he a bad dude. I ain't saying support every black guy, black guy. Guy can be a horrible person. I'm not saying support him just because of his skin. Right. What I'm saying is Deontay Wilder's a dude who's never cheat, who, who's not a cheater. You know, you got niggas out here rooting for Tyson Fury and he don't pop for PEDs. You know, he can't even fight in his own country. You know, I mean, you know, you got all this drama with him. He, I mean, did abuse drugs and, you know, I get it, the whole mental health, he came back and, you know, that's always seems to be their crutch. You know, oh, mass shooting, uh, oh, mental health. You know, or, you know, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't handle the smoke, mental health. You know, and it's like, really, mental health, bro? Like, if anybody in this country has mental health, it's only two groups of people. And that's the indigenous people, indigenous population, and the black people who were brought over here in chain. Those people, you want to talk about mental health issues, yeah. bro, that's like, you know, if we want to really go there, I'll go there with all of you. And you historically will never win that argument. You suffer from you the have- most trauma. You suffer yeah. from the most trauma, J- Jamil Charlo. Why you think you as fiery as you are? You think they just oh, come yes. from growing up where you did? Everybody around you is the same fucking way. You want to know why? PTSD, bro. Post-traumatic slavery disorder. For real, that's some real shit. You know, you know race don't matter. You know, whites that's only. That's some Negroes only. Yeah. Race don't matter. You know, you got Brown versus Board of Education. To- race don't matter. Civil Rights Act. You know, and I know we're talking about life, but affirmative action. Affect, yeah, these things affect everything that's in life, even like the sport of boxing, Jackie Robinson. Um, I mean, in baseball, I mean, it's so many pioneers. So for him to say something that dumb, shame um, on you, shame on you, is, is, is bad, man. It's one of the worst things I have ever seen in all of sports. On the uh, flip side, another black man. Now. On the flip side of it, salute to Deontay Wilder for his stance, uh, for wanting to lift up, to uplift his, uh, his uplift his culture, and to EJ Errol Spence for wanting to also uplift his culture and be a representative and a positive representative. I appreciate what they were doing on the Barbershop Conversations uh, YouTube channel or podcast, whatever it is. Um, I, I did that was very uplifting to hear them speak like that and, and oh and seven eight uh seven eight sports because that's where Deontay Wilder yeah. had his interview um yeah. it was very refreshing and uplifting to hear them talk and speak uh from the diaspora and, and, and the things that they they their ideals and, and what they do actually represent um it's you don't hear enough of it not that we have to because we do have an understanding that these guys are boxers and people are always asking about knockouts and knock this guy out and can you beat this guy but to hear them as men speak as black men and not just as boxers. It was refreshing to hear them speak on um, the culture and, and the thing and moving forward and who we are. And I'm quite sure that Jamel Charlo knows, but it's something significant there that lets me know that you're, you're selling something and the product that you're trying to sell doesn't necessarily belong to you. And it could, it could scar you very deeply and put you in a bad hole. Um, I, this is not no way to defame or be derogatory derogatory to anybody. It's just that we got to call a spade a spade. If that, you know, that has a 
a negative connotation to it at times too. But uh, we got to call call the bullshit like it is, man. And it's a lot of Jose's going on, and there's some tomfoolery, some fuckery, and some minstrel shows going on. And we recognize it, and we got to we got to say what it is because you guys are doing it, and we don't want to see more of it. We we, we need to cancel that shit out. We need to stomp it out. Um, those are those are little fires that that just need to be stomped out. It's no way to just say that you guys are assholes or pieces of shit or y'all are dumb as fuck. It's just the things that y'all you all are doing. Uh, it's it's incorrect, and you guys are going about it the wrong way. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what he says. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean to really just pour some cold water, and you got a fight coming up. You got a huge. But to unify all the belts, you got a huge fight coming up. Man, you need all the positive just, energy in the world that you can get, just, man. The positive energy, but also just from a money standpoint, to insult your con- your, your consumer base. Sheesh. It's like, bro, black fight fans watch black fighters. So you think we're not looking to see, you know, the 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 um the the revenge. The, the the redemption uh, and all of that for Deontay Wilder. You think people who would wouldn't watch Deontay Wilder fight not going to be watching your fight? It just wasn't. It wasn't even a smart business move. No. It's just it's 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 bad, man. It's bad. And I think because it's going to show in his support. It's going to show in his numbers. What I wanted to do was like get together. I pay for the fight, or you pay for the fight, and we have food or do yeah. something. But after that, man, yeah. I don't. I don't. No, I'm good on that one, pimp. Yeah, is that, that is, that a, is that is that a pay-per-view fight? I don't yeah, think so. I think that's a pay-per-view fight. And the reason why the other reason why is I start picking the card apart. I picked the card up. I'm like, yo, you got all these Latino fighters on it. Where the black fighters at for Juneteenth? Juneteenth, so, my yeah. dude. So you want to yeah, fight? So, it's yeah. not no race doesn't matter, but you want to fight on Juneteenth. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bad look, bro. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Um, uh, no, and no, like Jay Z said, with that said, I kill niggas dead, man. That's all I got. You want to end yeah. it there? Cause I don't have nothing else. Yeah. I want to go get a picture of beer, man, and, and watch this damn game. That's what I really. Yeah, want. I, I'll let you know if I step out, man. I'm just, uh, I'm disappointed, man. I, I am was looking too. forward. I, am I was too. looking forward to that. Even though the, I don't care about the rest of the card, I just wanted to see him unify. I'm still not going to wish him. You know, ill will and wish that he loses. No, I'm not, not going to go that, that far with it. No, sir. I want to see him win, but the difference is I won't be watching him win. And he could care two shits less. It's like, you know, he could be like, hey, I'm a millionaire, multimillionaire. I'm good. I'm good in life. I'm happy. And that's great. More power to him. I'm glad he's financially independent. Um, have, you know, a family, hope he's happy, healthy. I wish that for all my people and all people in general, all human beings. Absolutely. But um, he just wasn't right. And, you know, when I see something that's not right, I can't. I can't support it, man. Yeah, it, 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 it's disheartening. It's disheartening. Yeah. And, and I was a little crestfallen when I saw that and I sent it to you. I was like, yo, I, this is gonna this is gonna affect the way things are. You know, it's gonna make oh, yeah, it. I was on that live stream with you and I saw it. I was like, yeah. you sent the screenshot. I was like, oh yeah. And and, and it, it affects the energy and the way people perceive you, especially those that are positive and wish you the best and are from the culture and are more aware and understanding of where they come from and the, and the plight of us and everything that we deal with. Like, we understand why you're fiery. We love that. We understand why you guys had dreads and we, we love all that shit about you guys. But yeah, it, it, it was, I was a little crestfallen by that. Um, and at the time, like everything is just wrong with that. Everything is just wrong. And, and that's one of those situ- situations where you go like, 
what's the agenda, bro? Like, why would you why why go out your way to do that? Is Deontay fucking Wilder the the the, the bronze bomber, bronze well, medal? Well, you know what? Somebody broke this down. Somebody broke this down. He is he was he's hyper. He was being hyper petty. So I think it was um. I don't know if it was Blue Bloods, if it was Fred on Barbershop Conversations. So excuse me for not knowing who broke it down. The difference is Deontay Wilder, I think, was there during the Jamel Charlo, Tony Harrison fight. Mm. Deontay Wilder said Tony Harrison was like his little brother. But he also said that Jamel was a phenomenal champion and a great fighter in his own right. He didn't even pick in the fight. He didn't even say, I hope Tony Harrison win. All he said was, is that Tony Harris, because they got a personal relationship. He's like, Tony Harrison, like my little brother, and Mel is a, is a phenomenal, great, you know, champion. Yeah. And Mel was so petty, he held on to a man's personal relationship with another guy. He didn't say nothing ill about Mel. He ain't saying nothing about his skills. He ain't even say which he could and be well within his right. He didn't even say, well, I'm rooting for Tony Harrison. He didn't say anything. He stayed neutral on it. But I'm going to show you the clip. So you get and emotional, then. You get into your feelings, and, and you so, take it the wrong way. So he got in his feelings about Deontay Wilder being honest that he knows another black man, but he's giving both of them kudos and props for being championship-level fighters. I, I watched the clip. There was nothing there that was like remotely close to I'm offended or I feel something. I didn't even feel, I don't even know how you can be in your feelings because I mean, you can't even feel no type of way about that. So um, he got to get the hate out of his heart. And so it starts with that. And that's, that's where that pettiness comes in. Um, but that, that was brought to light as to one of the reasons why Mel feel, feel, felt the need to come in on Deontay's thing because he felt, Deontay came in on his thing while he had to fight and he was part of the broadcast crew when he said Tony Harrison was like a little brother. So he like, aha. But I'm, I'm a part of the broadcast crew. Like I'm right. here to do a job. Right. So what he's saying is, no, well, I don't, I don't have a job. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hijack this shit and come in on his live chat. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stir it up. And, and that's the petty shit that he did. And it, it was wrong. It was wrong headed. It was uh, it was just it was a horrible. Whatever happened to, to being yeah. real, being men, and if we actually yeah. having art against our brother, actually going behind the scenes, we doing all this DMing and all this. I yeah. thought I thought the age of technology would make people smarter and better, more communicative toward one another. Like, how do you get to the point where you do that instead of just communicate with that brother? Say, yo, I feel this way about what you did. Like the, yeah, that would be a simple conversation. Simple conversation. Have a conversation. Simple yeah. conversation could have just they can have a conversation, bro. And so I think that was the issue with that. You know, they it was a simple conversation that could have been had if he if he even felt some type of way, which I don't even see how you could. Um, but he did for whatever reason. So I think that's that's the motivation motivational factor that answers that can help maybe answer to why would he do something like that? Because he clearly was in his feelings and wasn't thinking, because the blowback has been harsh yeah. and it's going to show up in his pay-per-view numbers and in his support it will be lacking and it will be visibly lacking 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not paying for that fight. And if I was him, I would come out and immediately apologize and say, "Man, as a man, I was in my feelings. Man, I, I was in war with Tony Harrison. I personally don't like that dude, even though he a brother, another brother. I just don't like him. And because Deontay said that, I was in my feelings about him. Me perceiving that he was supporting this guy over me, and he was taking sides, and that's not necessarily what he did. And I, I took what it I too did far. was." I took it too far on what I did was really immature and I apologize for that. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's beyond redemption. And I, you know, what I would like to see Mel do is, is be a man about it and, and, and redeem himself and, and, and get offer an apology and just keep it 100, man. He should, nobody's above that. We all make mistakes. I've had to eat my words before too and make apologies is part of what separates you from being a child. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully he does it. You know, who knows if he will. And it says a lot about, yeah, it says a lot about your character and your integrity, too, when, when you can do things like that. Um, I yeah. wonder how, on another topic, his brother, Jamal, I wonder how that relationship is going to work out with uh, Mark Breeling going over there to his camp with Ronnie Shields. Um, I know Deontay Wilder fired Mark Breeland, Um, And I, I, you know, I would like to know how that's going to work out in the end. But. Yeah, I don't um, think it's all gonna work out, bro. I think it's gonna be a bit of nastiness. Probably exist there. Probably. I know that Ronnie Shields and Mark Breland are friends, longtime friends. That's not just long time friends. Yeah, long time friends. That's just not. And Ron, Ron, Ronnie should have thought about that before bringing that type of heat on his fighter because that clearly wasn't Maul asking for that. I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. so. Why is Maul saying, give me Mark Breland? I don't think it was Maul. I think Ronnie had to bring that to him. Because he he put out a message after that. He told Deontay why he sent out a message. Like, man, don't be believing all that stuff that they're talking about. Man, he didn't do nothing. That was Maul. Well, Maul put that up. He, I don't know if yeah, it's still available doing that, to look. Well, he doing that off the strength of still Ronnie Shields. To me, he's still doing it because of his trainer. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a. Yeah, I, I just want to know how that situation is going to uh, work out because <clears throat> you don't put. Here's up, what I do know. All I'm saying is that you know, if one guy considers the guy dirty, what makes you think that is going to be any different for you? Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, um, how are they not addressing PEDs? How are they not addressing the glove and their fighters? You know, you can lose your life and get seriously, you know, injured in that ring and for them to just kind of turn a blind eye, like, like Deontay said, see no evil, hear no evil, speak, speak no evil. evil. Yeah. For them to just do that, man, it's just like they in the belly of the beast to me. And that's not a good look because they really shouldn't be yeah. because that beast is against them. And all it's the like, uh, all, and I don't, I don't understand how they don't see that. And it, it's just a bad, bad situation um it's a really bad situation and uh you know who knows it is what it is and uh, hopefully uh bronze bomber knocks tyson fury the fuck out and then at that point it's gonna be a real problem when he does yeah because i think i think right now he's focused on that objective and if he does hell has no fury like a bronze bomber scorn <laughs> and i think i'm serious no I'm you're serious. right i think you're he right. the type of cat because it's like, now I'm the heavyweight champion in the world, and I think he going to roll up on him. I honestly think that. All I want is not just for a knockout. I want this fight to be to be very brutal. 
I want a person, a certain person to be broken down and I want him to go through it. I want him to I want him to feel what this man, this angry man has been feeling for the last 17 months, 24 months. But you know, and I know that ain't going to happen. The moment he hits him, he's going to crumble like a piece of toilet paper Mm -mm. and he ain't getting back up. He ain't getting back up, bro. I'm not saying that. That's not the that's not the problem. I'm all I'm saying is pain will be inflicted before we get to that. I guarantee you that. Yeah, if if I if, mean, if from the videos that they've been posting are holding true, I know what they I know what that strategy is. I, I, I see what the strategy is too. And mm-hmm. I think Tyson Fury's strategy is gonna be is I'm gonna try to get in his head, get him to commit a foul to foul himself out the fight and play on his emotions. Nah. That's what Tyson Fury is gonna try to do. Nah. Good luck. If I if I if I'm Deontay, I'm wearing a mic on my shorts. So when he admits that he cheated, it could be it could be recorded. Because you know, either that or I just have people uh filming filming a fight from you know. Yeah, because you know Tyson gonna be like, yeah, you, yeah, I loaded my gloves. Fuck you, you know. Yeah, yeah nigga, I got you, you know. And that's fine. you know Tyson. That's that's some shit Tyson Fury would do and some stuff he would say. So that's fine. I just want I, I want to see I, I want Deontay to be prepared. But I love when he said, you know, Fury going dark because you know that microscope on him. Yeah, he know it. He know it. Not you know the microscope on him, and he know that he has not gotten into Deontay Wilder's head. It has not yeah. worked, and it is not going to work. This man has been no. quiet for the majority of the 17, 24 months that he has been off. He hasn't done much. He hasn't said much. And I had this argument with someone uh, earlier today or yesterday, and they said, "Oh, it was a knockout." And I said, "Do you believe that a guy who couldn't knock out?" And I think I said it to you too. You yeah. think a guy that could knock out Otto Wallen? And could knock out Deontay Wilder in a second fight. All of a sudden has the power now to knock him out in a second fight. There's something wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Because if you could, if you could, if you had the knockout power, you would have knocked out Otto Wilder in, in, in y'all in y'all fight, and you would have had all these cuts and all this shit over your face. Well, he he would have knocked out Klitschko. He would have knocked out a bunch of people. And oh he yeah. Just, he just didn't. Salute to Klitschko. Uh, Klitschko too, because I, I heard what they did with that ring. They put sand in the ring to keep uh, try to keep uh, T- Tyson Fury from moving because Tyson Fury is a, a, the the more mobile boxer. But you know those are tricks of the trade, or you you make sure it's a, a foam ring and it's not a hard ring, a, a canvas, so you can move around. But uh, oh yeah, I, I expect this to be brutal, and I expect a person to be broken down before lightning strikes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be that right hand though. I still think he's gonna get up with the right hand. I think he's I mean, he's gonna show the left hook, but I still think it's gonna be the right hand. Well, I don't even care what hand it is. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just want I, I want it. Listen, yeah. I understand what he feels. I I am expecting malicious intent. That's all I'm gonna. Put oh it yeah, oh yeah. It's it's definitely gonna be pure fire. Mm-hmm. Um. It's going to be a different energy level mm-hmm. with his punches and his intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, will, they won't even be bad. They'll be, you know, like you said, he out for blood. Yeah. And, and for, for people who don't understand, the man has been training for 17 months. He hasn't trained for a fight. He's just been training for 17 months. So his training. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he, built a whole, he built a whole facility. He built the whole facility at his crib. He built the whole Malik Scott was on. He built the whole facility around his house, around his crib, just for this to roll out of and bed so, and go right to work. This is a so licensed me, yeah. homicide. Yeah, and he said that it's going to be illegal. 
homicide. And then, you know, I know he called it revenge, but it ain't revenge. This is a reckoning. This is retribution. That's what the word is. Oh, yeah. I want my pound of flesh. It's it's a reckoning. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I can't wait to watch that one. Sign me up for that one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm all in. I'm getting excited. This is what I need to hear to, to get out here. But yo, my, I, so my, 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 my Jamil Charlo money is gonna go to Deontay Wilder. Bang, bang. bang, bang. And that's yeah. August, right? That's no, that's July 24th. No, no, that, July that's 24th. July. Yeah, that's yeah. July. Uh August is uh uh EJ and, and Pacquiao. <sighs> salute to EJ, salute to Wilder. Uh this yeah. episode is all about Jose's, and just so you all know, we are watching the Jose's. Jealous one, still envy. We see you. We see the ignorance and the foolishness and the fuckery that you guys are putting out there. Shame on you to anyone, anywhere, at any given time. Uh, we, we're watching. Sean Porter, get your shit together, man. You know better than that. You know better than that. Robert Garcia, Mikey Garcia, Pita, you guys know better than that, man. Y'all know what y'all situation is. Y'all know what it's like when y'all run up against them elite fighters. Y'all know better, man. Y'all know. Salute to David Benavidez, who I think is an elite fighter, too. Salute to... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 better BF, uh, Bivol, um, uh, Tank Davis, Errol Spence, Boots Ennis, Boots Ennis, who there? They're gonna be uh trying to move out the way uh for for a while, but I I think he is in my estimation. I think he is what Roy Jones would have been as a boxer. I one thousand percent agree. I think even more dangerous because of the ability to switch it. Just because he's, he's fast, man. And he's powerful. Like he got, he got it all, man. So it's, 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 it's the Pacquiao kind of pop and speed. You can see it, but it's more technically sound and it's, um, but with the appropriate physical attributes and advantages you know, and can, I can we call uh, him a more aggressive Sugar Ray Leonard? Um, no, man, I think he I think he a cut above. Mm, okay. okay. I'm a, and the reason why I think he a, he's a cut above is Sugar Ray had the hand speed. He, he was he, he was big, too. It's similar in size. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Boots has a next level type of athleticism. OK. Okay. Um, and his ability to transition as he switches, um, I know he gets compared to Crawford, but I think it's actually better than Crawford's because it's Crawford, way better. Crawford, when Crawford switched to Southpaw, he gets hit. Um, Boots doesn't really get hit either. And when he transitions, um, it's more natural. It's not that I'm doing this because of a situation. Yeah. It, it just happens with him and he just yeah. goes. It's, with it's it. organic. Now, here's the thing. I saw Lippinets hit him, and I saw him like not even. He rolled it. He just rolled it like yeah. Yeah, he, he rolls it. He doesn't get hit flush. Um, but that guy, um, if you want to hear how how strong he is, I just uh, go on YouTube and, and look up Chris Van Heerden and what he had to say about Boots. He, he said that by that dude, anybody, he got him against anybody. Well, he and been think, he been think, in there with Earl too, so. Yeah, he said it. You know, he said EJ is great, but you know. Um, Boots is a different story, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, he is. That, that, that's that's a pick 'em fight with Errol. The only thing with Errol is he's so fundamentally sound, he's such a dog, and he, you know, it's one of those things where he's so consistent 
And he's going to get you at some point, and can you take it? Now, I think Boots can. Um, so it, it'll be a hell of a fight. Uh, but, yeah, bo- Boots, but again. And the other part about not- that is is the, the experience in Arrow's favor to be yeah. at the championship level and, and do oh, this yeah. already. Definitely. And I think Boots needs time. I don't think Boots is going to capture all these guys. I don't think Boots is going to get any of these guys with whether or not it's like a you know eight to 10 year age difference. I think, you know, Boots is the next crop up. I think once um, Errol is, is, is moves up, which Errol already said when he's moving up, which is, which is right. I mean, Boots, does he deserve a title? I mean, is he, the talent is there, but from a rankings perspective, he's not in a position to get that title shot in the next two to three fights, right? No, no. So just, just, just being real, the other guys ahead of him on the line in the line. So to me, when Errol moves up, which he said is basically after this Pacquiao fight, well, he, you know, it depends. The two fights, it depends. Yeah. It's only two fights. If Bud will play ball for the unification, he said, if Bud don't play ball, he said, I ain't wasting my time. I'm going to go to 154. And the moment he moves to 154, watch boots in this. I I, I will be watching. I will be watching. I will be watching Errol too, because, that will be good for him to not have to uh, drain uh, drain down oh, yeah. to 147. And we'll probably see a, a fresher arrow. We'll probably see him be uh, show more of his skill set, um, which should be a good thing, too. So um, I yeah. love boxing. You know, we love boxing. This is a beautiful thing. Uh, no even doubt. amongst all the fucking foolery, uh, boxing is still yeah. good. Hopefully they get sanctioned, not sanctioned advice. Hopefully they get a commission and a union and things like that put together soon. But that's another st- uh, another story for another time. Um, yeah, Jay, I appreciate you jumping on here with me, man. Hopefully, no doubt, bro. If you if, if you uh, feel the need to come on out and grab a picture with me, we can go ahead and do that damn thing. But I'm about to get cool, out no this doubt. house. Uh, appreciate right, you, no man. No doubt, you do that. Yeah, I right, holler at you. Right, later, peace.